your cipher, Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we will have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you listen to podcasts. And if you have a question, you can or whatever you can fire that off to diary of doom 1968 at gmail.com we are continuing with the satanic royalty uh band showcase series uh in this third chapter of it um we welcome dark meditation to the show so thank you for coming on and we've got ryan and adam cheers thanks yeah. for having us yeah yeah thanks for having us uh, Ryan plays guitars. Adam is the vocalist. Uh, the rest of the band is Will on drums, uh, John on bass, and Ian uh, also on guitar. Definitely a different sound than some of the bands I've talked to on here, you know, but <laughs> I think we're kind of at uh, a point in musical uh, history where there's just like, there's been enough of a coalesce of sounds and and just like a, like a familiarity in a way that there's just, uh, there's like a ton of overlap. So I... I don't see why there would be anybody that, you know, would listen to this and be like, like, yeah, totally. I could totally see this band playing with a myriad of other bands. It would probably yeah. like it would and it would like make sense and and probably stand out. So obviously I'm beating around the bush a little bit. Um, it, they're, you're more of a like dark uh, gothic metal type uh, band, not like the, the super operatic gothy, but more of like the... Um, subdued goth if you will um kind of did you guys start out with a musical background like were you always into it did you find it later well i think both of us can answer this in a way well one like i'll say me and ryan and well specifically me and ryan have been in bands together for close to 20 years like since we were teenagers and we've done um a lot of different styles of bands like we came up from the hardcore punk scene was so <laughs> kind of like the more on like the discharge db kind of right yeah, like yeah evil side like uh swedish hardcore japanese hardcore stuff like that and there was kind of like a big earlier part of the 2000s there was kind of like a bigger scene like that in the northwest between portland and seattle and kind of like bands somewhat related like tragedy or his heroes uh, or uh from ashes rise and then bands like Hellshock and blood spit nights all this different stuff and we used to be in a band called Detonator together that was um, kind of like first wave black metal, like Venom, mm -hmm. Bathory, kind of Celtic Frost, mixed with kind of like hardcore punk. And then we just kind of done a bunch of different projects together. And we actually, we did kind of like more of a, a Doom-centric or proto-Doom kind of band called Emeralds that was around for a few years that toured and stuff. And it was um, kind of in like the uh, early Pentagram or... 70s kind of influence stuff like you know a little bit more underground like bang or sir lord baltimore or mm -hmm. like yeah that whole kind of world you know and actually ian in this band was in that band too and then after that band we did a band called oss that was kind of back to the hardcore punk early black metal kind of style and so this band so dark meditation actually um the name of the band was inspired by a couple different things but partly it was uh from early scorpions from uli roth air scorpions okay yeah, yeah. i could totally hear scorpions in this yeah yeah and um so and there's just a line in um in pictured life where he, he says dark meditation and it was like kind of like a inside joke with us and we always loved that and then 
just the connotations also of like what that means is just kind of like focusing on the negative in life to or the fact that you know death may be coming or just whatever and then overcoming that because you realize that you know it's like Mm -hmm. a negative into a positive kind of in a way and then so this band kind of is just like a combination i think of all of the past stuff that we kind of did and then there is the element of kind of like I would say like the yeah, like the 80s kind of like death rock kind of element yeah. too. And that kind of comes like kind of more from maybe like my vocal style and some of the atmospherics to it. But it's pretty rooted, I think, in like 80s heavy metal, kind of like, uh, you know, solo Ozzy or Wasp and then kind of like Scorpions and stuff like that. But then also with like a, real, a dark element to it, like earlier black metal bands like Merciful Fate or Celtic mm-hmm. Frost, Venom. And then a little bit of the, I'd say like Sam Hain, you know, Danzig, stuff like that. For was sure. Like a pretty big, big influence too. So it's just kind of, I think, a, a melting of all of those kind of together in a way. And I would say partly this band was, we were inspired by that band In Solitude as well, which kind of has that, if you're familiar with them at all, kind of has I'm actually not. Uh, oh, do yeah. I have to like trade in my metal card now? No, no, but they, <laughs> they're a... They were a more recent band and they were from Sweden and they were kind of like, you know, okay. they were like uh, in the somewhat in like the tribulation kind of oh, okay. way, yeah. but they had clean vocals, not, you know, more of like a, a, a gothic kind of style or death rock kind of style. But so they were heavily, like, they were heavily like Iron Maiden influenced and uh, Merciful Fate influenced, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, I think initially the direction that we took with this band. But the the kind of like goth feeling, uh, I think, was also kind of mixed with a lot of black metal that we were yeah. into at the same time. So I think they just kind of like went hand in hand, kind of created this atmosphere that I think that we had always been drawn to and that mm-hmm. melting pot that I just think that like really stood out to us. But certainly when the band, this band was in its creative, you know, beginnings, it was very heavy metal inspired Judas Priest and uh, Merciful Fate. But that band that he's speaking of right now in Solitude had a way of being able to mix a lot of those elements that I think our band kind of continues on. And there's kind of a scene, I think, that, you know, is starting to kind of sprawl out of that, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've been seeing some more like sort of the death rock kind of popping up a little bit more like here and there, because that's like, you know, a a kind of like an obvious influence on you guys, like you said, and like just looking at that band like in solitude, I'm like, oh, this dude's like wearing like a fucking nice leather jacket, but he's got like the corpse paint and and shit like that. So (laughs) I get it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're talking about it, like the sound of it, like being like that, it's almost like the most romantic black metal you can think of where it has like that sort of dark imagery but it has like like a nice moving verse and it's not just a guy screaming (laughs) yeah or it's a little more even like rock and roll or like classic heavy metal kind of you know and i think that that's part of what us two is just try like keeping it somewhat rock and roll as well but also like dark just because that's been our where our backgrounds kind of come from as well yeah it's just you know it's like i I, and i think too is just you as you kind of started earlier in this interview is you know when now that we have you know 30 plus years looking back at a lot of this different music you can kind of actually see like especially like in the 80s where there was the genesis of all these different styles 
there is kind of like a shared undercurrent that's going through all of them. And like, mm-hmm. at the time, it was like really split. But now that we can kind of, you know, look at it back as a whole, it's a little bit easier to be like, oh, you know, like, some of these riffs and sounds and tones are actually even though they were so divided at the time, they're actually all being shared between each other, you know, which is, I think we kind of pick up on that a little bit as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. You just, uh, it's just years of, of metal and music just being like kind of tampered with and tinkered with and changed and whatever, yeah. but you, you can <laughs> kind of, you can find all the roots and uh, it's, it's a fun sociology project to do. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> the genealogy of metal. For sure, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. So you guys have just been into metal your whole life. Like, and it's just like kind of across the board. I think I was, I was raised by a parent. My parents were very much into hard rock and, and, and then early phases of heavy metal. And I know Adam mm-hmm. comes from that as well. Yeah. Uh, my dad so we were, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were both, we both like right out of, out of the house were, were pretty much already ready to go. But we also, you know, were what was available to us in Seattle at the time was more with the punk scene. So like, that's where we really got our tread on our feet, you know, yeah. is uh, going to punk shows booking punk shows, DIY scene. So, it, you know, again, that just kind of all kind of rolls hand in hand, you know, when you get, especially in this day and age, everything's kind of DIY and very punk ethos. So, Plus, I'd say, you know, being where we're from, we obviously had a little bit of like, you know, we were like in elementary school when Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and stuff like that was happening. So like it was, you know, I don't think that maybe necessarily comes through in the music all that much, but it's definitely like a background influence just being and growing up in this city, you know, like it kind of permeated through everything if you're from a certain age, you know, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like, a, I mean, I was a, a baby when that was breaking, but I mean, I still like, you know, was very cognizant of it, but it's, it, it's funny how, and I, I've brought this up on the other two episodes, but it is funny how like you could be like, I'm a band from New York, but nobody just, nobody goes like, Oh, you know, Ramones or like Billy Joel or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Like if you say Seattle, it's like, you can't not, it's impossible to associate it. It might be like the city in the, in the United States that is most closely associated with like a, a musical movement you know for sure I, like I at least in the more mainstream true. you know yeah yeah i mean that's to this day there's still people that come and you know they'll like expect it to be like some sort of thriving grunge scene is still happening here or something like that you know even no. though it's like so, <laughs> so far removed from what it's like nowadays but <laughs> yeah you know there's it's it's almost like a touristy thing at this point but you know it's still it's it, like I said, if you're of a certain age and you grew up here, it's kind of you, you can't get underneath out from underneath that shadow a little bit, you know? Yeah. Do you guys have specific albums that you credit to you as like to like bringing like really changing your mindset? I mean, I have a couple. Like, I, I'd say a big one. It's funny because he was saying like his parents like and my dad like so my dad was essentially like a first generation metal head he had me really young in like the early 80s you know and uh so i grew up listening to like the priest and it's funny like my dad and this is what i'm gonna say is like a very pivotal album for me is the first iron maiden record with uh, yeah specifically paul diano singing because my dad hated bruce dickinson and so like <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't put on those records you know and then so like that was just to this day that's still one of my favorite records of all time just because i heard it so much and so 
stuff like that and like the uli roth air scorpion stuff like that was also like another thing that was just like constantly on my dad was super into that sort of stuff so it's like from the metal world like early hard rock and metal like those would be like really big ones for me but after that it just goes there's so much after you know like tons of hardcore punk this band anti-cmex was like a huge huge influence on me and growing up and just um japanese punk bands like gizm and zao and just like and then and then early black metal stuff too so it, it just kind of bounces and goes all around the place once we all both of us too were really big record collectors you know like trying to get really deep into a lot of different stuff like that so just kind kind of for a while there it was like constantly on the hunt to you know what's the, what's the new sound in a way <laughs> so <laughs> and i think like there's nothing really that i think uh I can credit to, to really pushing me into the world of punk or metal. I, I think it all just like really pummeled all at once and then just continued to kind of come down. But I do know that with Doom, some of my earliest influences, um, which were actually really strong influences with me, and I still love, hold close to my heart now, a band called Sacrilege. Um, sorry, my girlfriend's just getting home. Uh, my <laughs> that's okay crazy uh, pets, called, pets welcome on here <laughs> a band called sacrilege who came out of the ashes of like the discharge you know hardcore mm-hmm. punk uh era and then you know finding out about bands like candle mass um you know and then trouble trouble was a huge one for me i think yeah. trouble uh were like they kind of blew my doors open and when i became like around 20 years old found out about like their whole discography um i think that's kind of one of those bands that i just like still to this day i can't you know i'm still talking about them and still in awe of them i don't know weird weird things about them all different uh areas of their catalog as well but uh, uh those were some pretty you know big bands those three that always stuck with me yeah i'd say 80s pentagram too was like a pretty big one or the yeah. victor griffith air a pentagram which was uh, just kind of like what we were just saying earlier, just um, there's just like a weird genesis of sounds all at that time. And some of those bands really kind of captured that, that they're kind of heavy metal, but darker. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, kind of started exploring that, those worlds pretty well. Yeah. And it's funny too, because like, you know, Trouble's basically like a Christian rock band, but, <laughs> but Doom, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. very funny. You know, like I actually I talked to um, Oli from from Trouble and and Skull when he was in it briefly um, earlier um, last year. Um, that oh, was nice. pretty damn cool, man. He is a pretty cool dude, I got to say. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is funny how they tried to bridge that gap between, you know, being like more of like that approachable power metal like vocals, but long songs a lot of yeah. you know fuzz and it's like kind of hard to market you know oh totally and those vocals he's like trying but there's something kind of dirtier and weird about them too because then yeah. it's not like he's like a straight ahead you know he's not like bruce dickinson or something like that eric has like a very like there's a different weird kind of timbre to it or something mm-hmm. you know like so <laughs> which is which is pretty cool and the thing too about um, them, oh, ahead, like sorry. you're saying, is like they were, you know, they they tried to bridge that Christian kind of bridge there, but in a way, you know, like Sabbath did that too. You know, it's like it's like half a bunch of those Sabbath songs, you know, yeah. if you think about it, have lyrics kind of like that, 
And I, I always kind of wondered if maybe that's where, you know, I'm sure they have their upbringings, but if maybe that was like kind of, you know, it's just funny how dark and like the whole like kind of like witchcraft, black magic vibe that Sabbath has, but a lot of their lyrics are actually more on the like, you know, beware with what you do in your life. You might be judged for it later on kind of thing, you know, so. Yeah, it's like positive life lessons with yeah. Ozzy and, and crew. <laughs> How did this band form? I think you said that it sort of, did it come out of another one? Or is this just been like the the result of doing a whole bunch of stuff? I think that's kind of what you said. And you kind of landed on this thing. Yeah, so the last, uh, I'd say, what has it been, about five years, I think? Like four, maybe four, five years? Four, 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 about four years, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's really rolling pretty quick. Adam and I um, had been doing our previous band, uh, OSS, and that just fizzled out and just kind of, I think we just kind of stood back from music for about a year or two. Uh, a couple, couple years. It's hard yeah. to remember for sure, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ian, Ian, our guitar player, who's also, uh, the three of us are the primary songwriters for the group, um, but Ian had been with us in a, our previous band, Emeralds. Um, and he had been living in uh, on the East Coast in New York for a while. Um, and he he and I, he, he moved back into the Northwest area. Um, him and I were kind of going through some darker periods at that time. And we decided, rather than just get embraced by the darkness, uh, to start writing again. As we were kind of discovering our friendship again after having a you know whole country in between us. And it was just like, shit we hadn't been writing for i don't know pretty close to maybe 10 years i think and the doors just like automatically just popped open for us and we were like oh awesome we had all these great ideas and and of course adam was going to be an immediate part of that and uh so the three of us just started tracking in a basement with a with a garage band you know pro tools the kind of uh drums that we just manufactured for the recordings. And uh, I don't know, just kind of kicked that around for a while. And, you know, after a while we were like, okay, we'll let's do this and started looking for drummers and kind of went through, you know, a few different members trying to kind of get the right thing. And until about maybe about a year ago, a year and a half ago, when we got our current drummer and we started kind of ramping up and we started getting all our ducks in line for our first show. Is Freiburger part of that? He was part of that first booking wasn't he no it was uh it was rope and oh, uh, yeah 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 um so we, yeah we had a local show or a couple that were booked and then COVID came in and just kind of like grounded everything you know it was kind of a you know a blessing in disguise i guess you know when that would happen because you know a lot of bands are going through a lot of really tough times right now with you know not being able to jam not being able to write and all that and then there's another batch of gr- bands that are actually like doing really well you know, like mm-hmm. coming up with uh, innovative ideas, ways to get around the whole thing, you know. And I think that's where we kind of came out. And uh, we just like for the last year and a half that we've been dealing with this pandemic, you know, we've actually been active on, you know, songwriting uh, kind of distance, you know, like coming, come, manufacturing our own little workstations at home and, you know, coming up with uh, song ideas from a distance and then. You know, eventually things started kind of getting to a point where we could actually have smaller meetings. But yeah, I, it's been a, it's been a great process this last five years, and uh, for this to finally be coming up now with this, uh, we're gearing up for this recording, and uh, 
um, looking forward to like really awesome things here in the future. I also just want to add, we have, um, so when we started, it was yeah, just me, Ryan and Ian, and we kind of wrote, we were just writing songs and recording them. And they were for the intention of getting other members in the band. And our friend John joined as well. And he plays bass in the band and this might be a, he, he, he was the bass player in the band RIP from, from Portland. So, um, the band with the scythe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that so, man kicks, that man yeah. kicks ass. <laughs> so I, I figured that might be of some interest to your listeners because since they are, they're the, okay. the the street doom. He's from. He lives in Seattle, so he was con- he was going back and forth between playing with them and then coming home and stuff, and then playing with us. And for a while, like Ryan was saying, we just kind of went through different drummers and we did these demos mainly just for to get the songs down and also just to show to people. And for a while, we didn't really have any plans on releasing them or anything, but it was just things kept getting pushed back. And then it was like right as COVID was happening. And then we finally were just like, let's just put these online because we've been kind of waiting for so long and then all of a sudden all of our show opportunities are all gone and Mm -hmm. you know we we might as well do something with these so then that's partly where Freiberger hurt us too because we've been friends with him forever our old bands his bands brain scraper thrown a bone stuff like we all used to different play with each other and then he just found that he when we put the demos on he got really stoked about them before he was talking about doing the label or anything like that and then we were going to talk about doing shows and everything and it's funny because the last live show that i saw was um his band deaf cave was playing at the bar that he manages and it was an outside show and then later in the evening church of misery was on tour and they played a show just down the street and that was like we all we knew things were coming but nobody knew quite like yeah what it was really going to be like and then that was february 29th of 2020 and that was like the last time anything happened you know so <laughs> it's kind of funny I, how that worked out. I saw the beginning of that tour okay yeah <laughs> yeah well uh really good friends of ours black wizard who was on tour with them and we used to yeah, play with them great. all all the time too so it was like this last kind of like big buddy blowout and then it all mm-hmm. just kind of was like oh well we we don't know what's happening and i think ryan actually saw like their very last day of that tour yeah like (laughs) and joshua three which actually kind of fell apart uh but like it was a happy mistake you know their their gig church of misery's final gig in joshua tree the uh, art studio burnt down uh, oh wow to have the gig (laughs) they had to get have the gig relocated to a town probably just about 30 mile or 30 minutes north of joshua tree which was a little bit of a trip to find because it was just literally out in the middle of the desert at some brewery but yeah it was pretty surreal time everything that's still pretty cool immediately yeah oh yeah it was real cool it was real cool Uh, i like black wizard i should get them on the podcast Um, oh definitely yeah wow that's wild yeah i was at a i was at a weed eater show and i've I've told this a bunch of times but we walked in and we were like yeah something's off (laughs) (laughs) but we need not dwell on that but that's cool i mean i i love that about this whole thing because this uh label was birthed out of just like sheer fandom and boosting up like the local scene as, as any label, I guess, essentially is, or like the smaller labels and whatnot. And I think it's, it's just really cool how much fandom clearly plays a role here. Cause like, you're all, you know, you've all known each other for a long time. You all like work together, whether it's one thing or another. Um, and now it's come together where it's sort of like that little, um, 
that little bit of identity there in Seattle now has yeah. this bigger name, you know, and it wouldn't have happened without that. Yeah, without fandom. this. Yeah, yeah. Or and possibly without this pandemic happening, too. Which well, is that, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's interesting. You know, I guess it's always one of those, uh, you know, when something bad happens, you know, yeah. Take your lemons, make the lemonade, I guess. But <laughs> But like as friends, you know, you came together to produce something, you know, and it's, it's really sure. cool. Kind of to talk about your music a little bit, you know, you did talk about it, throw it in there. And I thought it was interesting that you talked about Candlemas. I definitely feel like this music has a, like a good little splash of Candlemas thrown into the mix. I kind of felt like it was, like you said, you know, sort of like Venom and um, I would even throw in like definitely like Scorpions for sure. I'd even throw in like the New York Dolls and like, I definitely got some Bauhaus vibes too in there. And I don't know if, again, I don't know if that's intentional or not, or if that's just like something that just comes out of it, you know? I mean, those are all things that we're definitely in, in, enthusiastic about, you know, like mm -hmm. all, all those bands we, I mean, all of those bands grew up listening to. So they're going to come out and it's kind of up to, I think it's just really up to the listener to pick and choose what they hear because it's all in there, you know? I, I don't just like to discriminate against like, well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do discriminate against some forms of music, but you know, when it comes to rock and roll, rock and roll is always fun. And uh, I always just try to kind of incorporate as much, you know, even the darkness that comes along with a lot of, you know, rock and roll or, mm -hmm. or, or folk or whatever that we can, you know, infuse into our music. I hope that people can take something that they recognize out of it and, identify with it you know because that's i think that's kind of the point of sharing music you know sharing an identity sharing sounds that you're familiar with and also trying to kind of like uh you know blaze a path to something new something that you haven't heard yeah i think that's a good good description of it in a way i just like i was saying we we've been really big uh record collectors we've played in a lot of different types of bands and i just think a lot of it is just mixing everything that we like together kind of into one and then <laughs> how it comes out and you know i mean per, like partly like you know vocal style like i really wanted to explore kind of like a sam hain early danzig slash mm -hmm. kind of sisters of mercy kind of mixture of, of with that but also try to keep it like rock and roll a little bit or a little darker too you know and so and i just think it's you know in general kind of like it's funny we had like who's going to be producing our record is uh, Matt Bayless from here. And he did, he worked, he's worked <laughs> on so many records. That name has come up records. so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to be doing, you know, he's kind of going to be the guy for the label in a lot of ways, but he has a really long history with like a lot of different things, you know, and we were giving him kind of like a list of influences and what we were doing. And like part of what we kind of just said was, you know, there's this whole air in the eighties where, you know, there's classic heavy metal, like I was saying, the early black metal, the death rock, hardcore punk. Like there's just like an explosion of all these kind of different styles. And there's just like an interweaving thread that kind of goes through a lot of them. And I think we just kind of take elements of that and then, you know, see see how it comes out in a way. <laughs> Not And mixed with whatever else is kind of we've picked up along the road. For sure. I was just looking at Matt Bayless's like producing credits and like it's pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool that he can work with like really big name bands. I guess they weren't at the time, but it's it's really cool that he can give the same treatment to uh, um, an up and comer. You know what I mean? 
yeah, yeah, he's sure. he's he's still like very rooted in where he came from as well too. So like we we talked about that when when we met him, and uh, it's a very universal kind of feeling with him. So it seems to like like it just is clicking. You know, it's the right kind of uh, person that we need for our recordings. Did you want to also approach it from like doing something just a little bit different? You know, like because Sandrider and Old Iron, their sound kind of nestles in with like doom because it's like psych sort of punky stoner rock and like heavy sludge and you know versus your you know your darker approach to things um you know did you was it just also like you wanted to try something just like new you know a little for yourselves anyway i I would think so yeah I, i i kind of feel like we actually as a me and ryan and other friends we've done a lot of different bands and I would I would say at a lot of the time, like in our local scene, we were we've always kind of done something that's a little bit different than what has been mm-hmm. going on around us. Like I'd say there's similar some 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 similar influences, but in a lot of ways, I don't know. I just think as a group of friends and what we've been into, it's been a little different than what some of our peers have been into around us. You know, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say, or at least what they have wanted to play. You know, and so. To me, I just I feel like in the end we were just kind of looking to the past of everything we did and then what we all like and you know and I mean there's a lot of personally me and Ryan used to live really close to one another. We'd have plenty of drinking sessions where we would just put on records and old, watch YouTube videos of, of you know stuff from the '80s we really loved, like you know like stuff you know like I said it could vary from you know Bathory and Venom, but then it could be we'd be really into Rat and Wasp and like mm-hmm. you know and then Sisters of Mercy you know and like it was just I think it was just kind of where we were at amongst things at the time. Shot a butt rock can't hurt anybody. Oh no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. A lot of that stuff when you really start listening to it, some of the riffs and some of the songwriting, it is, is pretty incredible, you know. And I mean it's it's just it, it gets you going sometimes, you know. And I think that's kind of part of it too. Like mm-hmm. there's a, a darkness to this band, but I also think there's a strong rock and roll kind of vibe of, you know, of just that feeling of, you know, being stoked about and being and getting getting amped up and ready to go, you know, I don't even know, go to a show, drive your car, tackle your day, whatever it may be. At least that's how I see it, you know, so. <laughs> right on. What was it like putting the demo together? Well, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, it happening over the last, you know, four years is, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we most, the things that we do actually have released right now, we've had done for, I mean, probably about, two years already um we've glossed them up a little bit but uh uh, we continue to kind of like compile more things onto the demo which initially will come out to the album but uh the last year has been you know like i kind of touched on earlier with the pandemic coming into our lives and having to kind of isolate and figure out something to do and do actively you know as a band it's it's been really honestly pretty cool to kind of, you know, work on songs like in the confines of your own home, bring up ideas and shoot them over to somebody else in their home. Uh, it's That's been really cool. The demos prior to that, I mean, have also been something totally different than we usually do. We've always been the kind of band that, you know, on weekends, you know, or whatever's convenient day, you know, just pile into a rehearsal room and just, you know, get excessive. 
you know, like too loud, too drunk, too stoned or whatever. And uh, this this experience actually takes us out of that atmosphere and kind of puts us in our, you know, uh, we, we weren't rehearsing with a drummer. So we weren't having to be too loud when we were rehearsing our songs, working out um, arrangements. Um, and that's been a really dynamic approach to um, coming up with our songs and and then even recording our songs. It's been it's been a learning experience. You know, it's been something that we never thought that we were going to do. You know, demos that we've done in the past, we've done in our uh, rehearsal space, you know, like at full volume. And that's cool. But you can't hear what the other person's doing, you know, and like sometimes you don't even know. Sometimes you never know. You know, <laughs> you listen even you, you listen to the demo and you're like, you're like, what? I don't I don't hear anything, you know. So this is like been a really cool experience to kind of like demo this way kind of like we're you know already recording an album yeah Mm -hmm. you know so we've we've got our kind of tracks all ready to go into the studio so when we get in there we're pretty much ready um we're gonna take some heat from from matt i'm sure but uh (laughs) we've already we're already expecting that um but yeah it's the demos have been uh surprisingly pretty pretty chill and fun yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like I was saying earlier, um, originally those demos were just mainly for internal stuff and for we were looking for a drummer and we were like, hey, here's songs already you can listen to. And then once everything kind of stopped, we just put those out online just because it was something to do in a way, like because we'd right. already been working, you know, and it was interesting because then like we had like our friends, um, like our, our friends in the, the the band Devil Master from uh, Philadelphia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw like, them. Yeah, like um, they like you know put it out on their social media, and then like and then weirdly like a black metal label from Austria like asked to put it out on tape, and like and then that was like and then after that Freiburger was like, hey, I'm starting this record label, and it was like in a lot of ways those originally those demos were just supposed to be internal things because we were planning on you know just going to use it to get it the rest of the lineup solidified and then uh go into the studio and go record an actual ep was from my blurry memory anyway it was kind of what we were talking about and then things just kind of shot up to that next level yeah (laughs) yeah we 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 suddenly had all our band and it was just like okay well i guess we're going to the studio so. I mean, that's just like, it just turned into, it's just like a true black metal, but it's just like, you got a tape, you got the tape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah, it's just, it's just funny how stuff like that works out. You don't know what kind of opportunities or things will happen, you know, until you kind of put yourself out there in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. and which wasn't part of the original plan, but it's, it's cool how it's ended up working out. So look, yeah, I think we're all just really looking forward to, we got a pretty good idea of what we're going to be doing in the studio and, I mean, at this point, we have close to in one form or another, uh, almost another album's worth of songs as well. So it's just like, you know, <laughs> this time has allowed us to, you know, really get it built up. It's funny because we were talking and it was just like, it's so weird to be in this because in our past, like our old bands, like we just played like all the time. That was kind of like we'd go out and gig or tour on the West Coast or in the Southwest or little bits up in Canada. And like, and it was just like, the recording and stuff like that kind of seemed to come a little bit after, but this like Mm -hmm. all, you know, by necessity in a way all came first. And it's just interesting to have that all laid out for you 
beforehand, you know, which is, which is kind of back to what he was saying, what Ryan was saying, which is, which is kind of a cool way to have it this time. So it's like, I feel like we're going to be pretty, pretty ready to go here in the, in the next month when we go in. So. Nice. Yeah. And do you, uh, can we, ex- are you expecting to put that out before the end of the year? I think so. I think Fry originally it was going to be like the very last week week of December. I think mm-hmm. was what he was shooting for, what we had lined up. But I don't know if you're aware. There's all sorts of pressing plant stuff going on right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. other people have mentioned that there's been yeah. issues with the pressing plants. So uh, I'm not 100% sure what the date is going to look like now for that mm-hmm. completely because of just who knows where he was trying to get things done at. But it should be, I think, near the end of this year or early next. So Nice. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. And, you know, hopefully uh, it was funny. We we're joking. Uh, Matt came and watched us practice last week. And that was essentially that was like our first show. It was the first time anybody outside of the band mm-hmm. had ever seen us play or anything, you know. And so <laughs> it was just a little funny to have like this guy sitting and like you know taking notes on everything we were doing, you know. For and it's like wow, this is the the very first time anybody outside of our just core group of band has ever you know seen us play yet, which is kind of the opposite way that it's gone before. So awesome. I'm yeah. I'm sure it was. And it, I'm sure it was good for him too. Just to be like, ah, this is fun. Like yeah, the old totally. days. <laughs> We're all looking forward to, you know, hopefully in the in the fall or something like that, the uh, an ability to be able to play some sort of show, you know, coming up. So I think you know all of us as music fans are all really itching for that one way or another, and whatever way that. Oh yeah, be, you know. So you know, I'm I'm interested to see if. Uh, some of the stuff that's been announced so far pops off, you know, yeah. like later in the year, you know, we'll, we'll see how it is. So, um, you know, I, I know there's been plenty of acts announcing for next year. So yeah. Yeah. Just to be safe, but we'll see. No, exactly. You know, I'm just, maybe even just something outdoors, you know, like yeah. in, a, <laughs> in an environment that we can all still be chilling and stuff, you know? So I don't know what, well, but yeah, we'll just take it as it comes, I guess. So, Yeah. And have you uh, been listening to anything lately that you've really been enjoying? I mean, I yeah, uh, I I really like this uh, black metal band from Montreal called Spectral Wound. They have a a new record called uh, Diablic Thirst. I've been yeah, really loving I, that. I think they're on my my list to check out. There's yeah. a, there's there's like three Spectral yeah there's bands also. out there. <laughs> um, I really yeah. like this band from. That was good. Uh, from Denmark called called uh Demon Head, which is um Yeah, kind of, yeah I know yeah. Demonhead. Yeah, yeah. Their newer record has been I've been pretty stoked on that. I really like the new tribulation record a lot. Like I didn't like it very much at first, but it's grown mm-hmm. on me a bunch. And then related, there's a band called Underground Fire from Sweden that I've been really liking the record of. I think those are uh, oh like and them. uh um it's a kind of like a, a, a goth record, um mm-hmm. but a little little bit more rock and roll. Uh, and then uh, the guys in a couple members from um, Devil Master are doing a band in uh, Philadelphia called Spider, uh, S P I T E R, which I just got their demo a couple days ago in the mail, which was and it's pretty good, kind of just like a really hardcore punk early black metal thing. So that's uh that's been that's actually one of the things this pandemic has done is it's uh really ignited my I started kind of record collecting again and and mm-hmm. kind of chasing newer bands which. Honestly, I hadn't been doing in a while. So that's something I 
been kind of stoked on. I was like, well, if I can't support people live, like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start buying their records again. So that's been kind of cool. Been doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been listening to? Me? Um, yeah. Let's see. Lately, uh, the new Zombie EP, Liquid Crystal, oh, yeah. is great. I don't know um, how well you know them, but I really oh, I like them. them. Yeah. The, oh, okay. The, awesome. The, the, the synthy instrumental. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah so yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Uh, I like. I, I'm not familiar with the first the first artist in this split, but um, uh, a Wendon. I think it's how you pronounce it. A Wendon and Feminazgul did a split that was really good. I like that a lot. And uh, there's a really good. Uh, Texas has like apparently a, a, a like a pretty big death metal scene, but they oh yeah the band called uh, Steel Bearing Hand that but okay, a little more yeah. thrashy kind of like in the power trip vibe, but not yeah yeah I've heard it but a bit but a bit but. more deathy than power trip was so that that's been that's been really good stuff. I liked that, that uh, Frozen Soul record. I think those guys are from yeah. Texas too. Yeah yeah yes yeah cool. yeah yeah. Just uh, some straight up bolt thrower, pretty much, but which is we're big fans. We're big <laughs> yeah. fans here. Um, yes. so that that's what I've been digging. And this um uh this other band called I, I was not familiar with them, but apparently it's kind of a big deal. Um, so part of my ignorance, Necromanthian, like a I guess like a European, like they're not I don't I don't know how they I feel like they're like death thrash, black metal, all of it kind of mashed together. Nice. Um, and they do it really well. And in terms of Doom, the new Oryx record is really good too. I love cool. that one. Nice. So that's Check what I've out. been enjoying and a lot of podcasts. <laughs> totally. So I don't have any other questions. So if you want to plug the band now, that it, now is your time. Well, I'll just say, yeah, we're, we're going to be coming, going into the studio, recording our first full length. It'll be out uh, near the end of the year or beginning of next year and yeah we're excited to get out there i think it will be quite a step up from our demos so i think if people are into you know a lot of the different things that we've talked about from early black metal or classic heavy metal or little bits of death rock or stuff like that i think they they'd be into it you know you can find us at our uh, band camp at uh dark meditation.bandcamp.com or on instagram dark medication meditation 206 <laughs> yeah. we have the dark medication sometimes too so but uh <laughs> yeah so we're just excited to get this record together and uh, thanks to fry for getting this all together and all the other bands that are on this it's a pretty cool uh diverse kind of cross-section of different bands throughout seattle so i think there's going to be some you know good stuff coming in that way yeah we're just excited to get this uh this record done and get it out into the world so we'll see and i don't know if uh, ryan has anything he wants to add to no no i just see you out there <laughs> <laughs> buy, yeah, and, uh, buy their music yeah yeah, yeah. so uh it's a dark meditation tentative title is polluted temples but we'll see that could definitely change by the time it comes out so we'll see but um thanks dylan for having us on man it was uh cool to talk to you and uh oh, thank you this yeah, was yeah. Lot, this is a lot of fun uh and it was really cool to check out your music i'm i'll keep an eye out and uh definitely keep your eyes on satanic royalty for you know the future endeavors of dark meditation so thank you for coming on and that'll do it for this chapter of the diary cheers everyone